Welcome, listeners, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, totally unoriginal, but here we go. It's Darren Potts, host of the Pottscast Wrestling Edition. It's the lowdown, right here, right here on the Pottscast. Gotta, gotta stop stealing catchphrases. But anyway, gimmick infringement is a thing on the Pottscast. We have the phenom of the Pottscast, Spud, is on the show, the most not listened to podcaster of all time. Nailers fraudulently taking on the Miz persona we have. The Fighting Irishman, Tim White. Kidding, we don't. We have Peter Stevens, the beer connoisseur. We have Mr. Main Event, Johnny Luke. And of course, we have Daniel from Dropkick Podcast. That's our featured guest this week. It's the featured conversation. That video is up on YouTube. That's going to be the featured audio in this podcast. How many times can I say featured in one sentence? I think that's about eight. Anyway, I'm Darren Potts. I'm the host. This is The Lowdown. Our topic today is Superstar Rewind. Probably should have been called Superstar Fast Forward, but as the writer, as the booker, as the COO, as the man, as the face that runs the place. How many other gimmicks can I take here? As the man who makes the decisions, just put it that way, I have called it Superstar Rewind, but we're taking a superstar from the past or the present and dropping them into a different era, probably the era of our greatest fandom. I think that's the best way to word it, but it's gonna be a good show. Of course, it's gonna be a good show because my guests are amazing and I'm okay. But first up, it is the referee, the man who is gonna referee the Hell in the Cell match between Johnny Luke and Spud. But could there be a run in? Who knows? But anyway, it is Peter and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, it's me, the big Pete machine. And I'm back once again. I mean, as always, on the podcast to talk about this week's topic. This week's topic is quite a good one. This week's topic is about a superstar that we never really got to watch when we were watching wrestling, where maybe we missed his generation or weren't watching his program. And we could move him forward in time to wherever we felt would be suitable and why. So I have a character. I have a wrestler, I have a person in mind who I think would have suited another generation exactly the same as he was uh, in his generation. I also have a few honourable mentions, which I will start with now. An honourable mention for me is Brett the Hitman Hart. I would love to have seen Brett continue his career into the uh, Ruthless Aggression era. I would love to see Brett have wrestled a young Randy Orton. I would love to have seen Brett wrestle Rey Mysterio. I would love to have seen Brett have another contest so that wasn't anything to do with the untimely passing of his brother with Chris Benoit. But for me, I would love to have seen Kurt Angle versus Brett the Hitman Hart for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. I think it would have been an absolute clinic and something we'd have all admired. Another one for me, and this is difficult because obviously of his untimely passing, but another one for me would have been Brian Pillman. I think Brian Pillman would have been a phenomenal asset to the WWE having gone forward from the late 90s. He would definitely have worked through until the mid-2000s in the ring. 
if he hadn't have had the tragic car accident that ultimately spiralled the downfall of not only his career but his life. I would love to have seen what Brian Pillman could have done as a heel and a face with multiple people. I think we could probably have got a long programme of Pillman and Austin. And he's somebody that not only would have suited a later generation, but was sadly missed. So moving on to the man that I'm going to talk about. This is a guy that never left his era. Unlike other guys around him, Ric Flair, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk as three other examples. This guy was quite late in his era. He was a second generation performer. And won the AWA World Heavyweight Championship at the age of 40 for the first time. He was a journeyman wrestler before that and ended a legend, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about the eloquence of Mr. Nick Buckwinkle. Now, I've spoken about Buckwinkle before on the programme and how I think he's fantastic. The way he come across with strong cadence, the way he used to deliver his promos... The way there was never any kind of real angst behind his promos, but there was intensity in his words. His vocation, uh, vo- vocabulary, sorry, was out of this world. And he was one hell of a wrestler. Some of the matches that uh, spring to mind for me that I really enjoy watching and can watch time and time again are Nick, Bunk- Nick Buckwinkle versus an early Hulk Hogan from 1983, pre-Hulkamania. There was a classic contest for the AWA World Heavyweight Championship between Jerry the King Lawler and Nick Buckwinkle, which is a phenomenal contest if you ever get to see it. And the one for me is a defining moment in Kurt Henning's career. It's when Kurt Henning beat Nick Buckwinkle early in his career to become the AWA World Heavyweight Champion. I would love to see Nick Buckwinkle run through the Ruthless Aggression era. I like to think that the way he carried himself with the sharp suits, with the promo skills, would be good cadence and good uh, antagonist towards people like a young Randy Orton. He'd have fitted in with everybody else that was on that roster, maybe a Kurt Angle. But for me, it was just just the man in the suit. That era was missing somebody that was of that style. And he would have been somebody that would have absolutely fitted it perfectly. Guys, as always, it's a pleasure for me to be on the show. You can find me on Twitter and now Instagram, as I've integrated both the names, at Hops Causing This. And as always, I'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Peter. What a guest. What a pick. Guys, phenomenal. Really love listening to Peter. He goes back to an era which I probably don't know enough about for someone that hosts a wrestling podcast. Love hearing about that stuff. Spud mentions that as well. Speaking of, up next, it is the one and only... Oh, it's another gimmick infringement. Sorry, Trevor Ricochet. My bad. Spud, take it away. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, good night, good day. How's it going? You know, how are you? You good? Oh, that's good. This is Aaron Spud, the phenom of the podcast.
here because Potty has shut it down from the mountaintops that we need to list some people that we wish were in the era that we were the most passionate about. Like a lot of people that are listening and even more that are contributing, I would say that the Attitude Era is our go-to for our favourite time in wrestling. I would be in agreement. So this is basically a very quick note for people from the past that I wish were in the Attitude Era and reasons why. Here we go. Let's get into it. First up, my honourable... God, this word, man. Honourable mentions. Hard word to say. My tongue doesn't work. First up, Terry Funk. Terry Funk was never really on my radar. He was Chainsaw Charlie. He was a jobber in WWF at the time. He was Mick's tag team partner at Mania 14. He was just there at the Rumble 98, you know? Um, having talked to the likes, or listened to Pete on the podcast, it made me go back and watch a lot more stuff. Him versus Lawler, him versus Dusty, a lot of clips. He is fantastic at drawing you into a match, making you care about a person, making you hate him, making you want to see people hurt him. Uh, Yeah, so that's number one. Number two, Roddy Piper, Mike Skills. That is where we're going for. The Attitude Era is not known for its wrestling ability. For the most part, I would say the main event especially is very punch-kicky. Very walk and brawl, you know? So, I think if you're bringing Attitude, why not have somebody on the mic that can carry themselves the way that Roddy Piper can? I've said in the past that I'm not the biggest Roddy Piper fan until recently. I think he is fantastic on the mic. I think he has always been the most attitudinal, if that's a real word, part of any era he's been a part of. I know he was in WCW at the time, by the way. He was in WCW in 97, 98. He wasn't part of my attitude era. I'm WWF-centric. I apologize if I'm overstepping any boundaries. But Roddy Piper, on the mic would be able to hang with the guys that were there at the time. Easy. You can just see from his returns, his ability to meld with other people. He would be a great addition to that era. So that's two. Uh, Three and four, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Just wish they stuck around. I think it would have been cool if they eventually shook off, you know, with the Attitude Era, shook off their diesel and Reza Ramon persona, personas, and just had some matches, you know, even as a tag team, the way they did uh, as the outsiders in WCW, if they were able to, you know, Kevin Nash versus Kane versus Mankind, Scott Hall versus Triple H versus Owen Hart, you know, like feuds, not just one-off matches, these are money makers, um, so yeah, those two guys, um, And my final honourable mention, I'm going to go very quickly because I'm pretty sure that most people are going to pick this guy for their main pick. It's Bret Hart. Bret Hart versus Benoit. Bret Hart 
at Guerrero. Bret Hart at Angle. Oh God, Angle. Shamrock, The Rock, Austin at a Mania main event. Sean, when he's not a douchebag in 2002, would have been amazing. All in. I only didn't pick him. I was. It was a toss up between that and my actual main. My main is Mr. Perfect. Uh, controversial. Maybe not. No, do you know what? I don't think he would be. I think he's going to be in a lot of people's honourable mentions. I did not appreciate him when he was about because I wasn't old enough. <laughs> he was in WCW during the time that I was watching wrestling. When he eventually made his return in 2002, I didn't realise how much of a big deal it was. 2002, 2003, one of those. But he spent a very short time with WWE and then moved on to TNA and wound down his career until his untimely death. Really, really sad, to be honest. Um, But he is fantastic. He can sell the way Dolph Ziggler wishes he can sell and thinks he can't sell. Um, the feuds this man could have had and the matches this man could have had. I'm not saying that he should have been like top, top villain, but he should have been on semi main. Him against Benoit, uh, Malenko, Regal, Jericho, Guerrero, Angle. Brock Lesnar at sea level, not just up on a plane. <laughs> Austin, Kane, Taker. Like, honestly, there's so many matches you could have done, and everyone would have been a five-star. No? Well, you know, the way stars are given out at the minute, yeah, why not? So, yeah, those are my guys I wish were in the Attitude Era, the era I loved the most. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the WrestlePots cast. And, yeah, I'll catch you in the next one. Love you guys. I appreciate you. Peace out. Thank you, Spud, as always. The man whose gimmick is under threat from the rest of the guests, apparently, if Twitter is to be believed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, up next, the featured guest. How many times can I say featured? This time there's two. Featured guest, three. This episode is on YouTube. Check it out, this little clip, if you want to see our beautiful faces instead of looking at them. Go on to YouTube, have a listen. It is Daniel from the, the Dropkick Podcast, Dropkick Pod on all forms of social media, Spotify, that type of thing. RVD, Ken Shamrock, Alex Riley, or Kevin Riley as he's now known as right now. Stuff like that, guys like that is who he has spoken to. It's all on there, go and have a look. So without further ado, here's Daniel of the Dropkick Pod. So welcome back. Listeners, it is the podcast Wrestling, the Lowdown, as we call it. It is the featured edition on this week's podcast. This is the portion that will be on YouTube for the video. So if you don't want to listen to us and want to see our beautiful faces, stop listening and go to YouTube. But today I'm joined by Daniel, Daniel from the Dropkick podcast. Um, so Daniel, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you as always for having me. I know you've done a couple of these episodes and they're great. So just keep killing it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. But before we get into today's topic, and obviously our listeners will have heard a little bit from a couple of our usual um, guests on, on the show prior to this part, because this will be the meat of the podcast in the middle. 
But tell us a little bit about your own show, the Dropkick, Dropkick Podcast. I've seen RVD, you know, um, A-Rye, Alex Riley, or Kevin Riley as he goes by, Ken Shamrock, a personal favorite of yeah. mine on your show. Tell me a little bit about your own podcast and where people can find it and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's the Dropkick Podcast. It's available on all podcast streaming platforms on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever you find your podcast. And, you know, like you mentioned, we've had, you know, Ken Shamrock on there, RVD, um, Tyson Kidd was on there twice. Uh, there's so many names. Uh, Maria Canellis, uh, Candice Michelle. There's like a whole list. It's, it's all yeah. there, man. It's, it's good. But uh, yeah. A, bi- a big one as well, Chris Van Vliet, someone that I think we, we both like, we both listen to, mm-hmm. who produces some quality content. So I think that's a big one as well. But absolutely, sure. some phenomenal, phenomenal guests on their quality content. And it's consistent, which I like as well. So guys, if you sure. look at any wrestling content, check out the Dropkick podcast. It's really good, really good fun as well. But Daniel, we're going to get into our topic of today. And for this week on the podcast, I've titled it Superstar Rewind. So, mm. or even maybe superstar teleportation, suppose. Um, yeah. If Jim Cornette listens to this, he'll go nuts because of the word teleportation. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it today. So, what way I want to word it is if there were maybe some guys or girls, whoever, who you mm-hmm. always loved as a wrestler and you maybe missed, and I maybe missed them depending on when we started watching, and if you could kind of transport them into. Mm-hmm your era of fandom or even into the modern day product who would they be and why so give me a couple of people off the top of your head who you would like to see um i know brett hart's in there for sure you know brett's the man um piper would be pretty cool you know yeah. seeing him you know uh go at it with uh cm punk possibly that'd be pretty cool um i think you know the late great eddie guerrero like that's that's a huge one right i think yeah. if he was still around like he would have classics with like you know likes of daniel bryan um cesaro like there's so many guys he can go at with but um yeah i, th- I mean does sean michaels count because i know he came I back then, I, then i'll throw sean in there for sure yeah. yeah yeah some big ones i mean i i love brett and mm-hmm. he's one of my favorites to go back and watch but majority of his career which is actually quite funny because Bar Survivor yeah. Series 97, which was the first ever wrestling event I seen live because I couldn't sleep and was flicking through the TV and it came on. Mm-hmm. I just got glued to it. That was the only yeah. time I seen Bret Hart in WWF at the time until yeah. that disaster in WrestleMania a number of years later. <laughs> but Bret would be one. I've, in hindsight, looking back at his stuff, it's amazing. Macho Man's always been up there for me. I've always liked for Macho sure. Man from, from that sort of Macho Hogan warrior era. Um, mm-hmm. I've always gravitated towards the macho man out of those guys. Piper, I think, is amazing as, as a great shout. When you said CM Punk versus Piper on the mic would be great. That would Fantastic, be a yeah. one. And one that you mentioned I didn't even think about, Eddie Guerrero. That mm-hmm. would be, if, if you could transport Eddie Guerrero, you know, into the modern day product, just imagine the results. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because I remembered um, he was scheduled to wrestle Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 22, but, you know, the unfortunate events that occurred, didn't happen but that was supposed to be the main event so i mean imagine what you know what was supposed to happen i guess the match would have been great yeah sean as well um yeah. i you know he, when he came back in 2002 i was hugely into the wrestling and but i yeah. really had a he kind of i started survivor series 97 he went out but by, by many in 98 so 
Mm -hmm. I was watching Shawn Michaels in 96 with Vader and Mankind on the old VHS tapes, you know, trying yeah. to catch a <laughs> catch a glimpse. But yeah, Shawn Michaels in the modern day stuff, especially maybe in the Attitude Era, and be interested to get your thoughts on this. The Attitude Era was very much about the character and mm -hmm. get the crowd responding to you. Whereas now it is that, but it's still very much about the in-ring work and the quality yeah. of matches. And me and my friend talk about this all the time. It's going to be one of our topics is the Attitude Era is seen as the greatest era of wrestling because of the ratings sure. and the characters and all that stuff. But the mm -hmm. in-ring work, it isn't quite that good compared yeah. to the modern compared day product. To, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, who maybe from the modern day product do you think would have fit in quite well in the Attitude Era? It's funny that you said that I was watching. Um, there was a sit down interview you could see on Punk and Stone Cold. They're trying to promote WWE, I think, 13. And yeah. it was like the shoot kind of style interview. And there was, you know, shooting at each other. And I think Punk would be a great fit, you know, because I think him like in the ring he's great and also on the mic so i think that dynamic will just flow with guys like Shawn michaels and you know the undertaker uh mankind triple h like he can go in the attitude era you know yeah i think that'd be pretty cool that would be awesome another one i like i think darby allen because he's darby so cra shit. because he's so crazy i think mm -hmm. vince would be looking at that and going imagine throwing darby from the top of the cell <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? right yeah I don't know, but I think, I don't know if this counts, but does Sting count? I think Sting. Sting's Sting, on my list. Yeah, Sting, Sting would be a massive one. Exactly, yeah. Sting in WWF, like if he jumped ship, I think would have been crazy. You know what I mean? Like him and Taker, you know, we've wanted that match for years and it sucks that we never got it. But I think if the time was to do it, it could have been in the Attitude Era, you know? Yeah, Goldberg too. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, Goldberg, really, yeah. I wasn't too exposed to Goldberg until his 2003 run. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously the later stuff, which it is what it is. I actually don't mind Goldberg. I know most people mm -hmm. aren't aren't a fan, but I actually don't yeah. doesn't bother me. But I do like the way the Rumble he done the job for Drew, and that's sort of my thing. Is like, don't bring these guys back to win the title. Bring yeah, them, sure. bring them back. Put on sort of a decent match or two, maybe on free TV, and then build it towards mm -hmm. a pay per view and let them do the job. Um, yeah. That's what I think. But Goldberg's another one. Um, who, who else? I'm trying to think of other guys off the top of top of my head now. Who would it be? Hmm. Maybe Cesaro. I don't know. I feel like he would fit. You know what I mean? Like he has that. Like he has character isn't like isn't so defined yet. But I think his entering work would speak for itself. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think he's one of them. Um, who else? I think Karrion Cross. Hundred like percent. That, like think about it Karrion Cross and Mankind Karrion Cross and The Undertaker like Ministry of Darkness stuff right there you know what I mean but uh, yeah. I don't know there's a lot there's Adam a lot. Cole would have been good not so much in the Irish era because I think he would have been a bit and I hate saying this too small that period of time but yeah. certainly in that ruthless aggression era and uh, on that Smackdown roster with Angle yeah. and Edge and Eddie and He Who Shall Not Be Named and you know those, mm -hmm. ty those type of guys I think that Adam Cole would have had an absolute banger with, especially when Heyman was writing it. I think that oh, would have been for really sure. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's so many guys that can just, you know, teleport possibly if it was a thing, you know, but yeah. And just pawn classics, but yeah, man, so many guys. Who was your sort of favorite growing up? Whenever you first started watching wrestling, who did you kind of gravitate towards? Was there any one that kind of caught your imagination at the start? 
Um, yeah, I, I think the first thing I saw, like, is crazy. It was the CM Punk and Jeff Hardy thing. I, 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 yeah. I like, you know, I was just flicking through channels. I was like, oh, this guy with face paint. And then I just kind of like, I was like, that was pretty cool. And I always, I never hated Jeff. Like, I know he's not doing much right now, but I'm always going like, to support Jeff Hardy. Cause like, he's just one of those guys like grew up liking, right? So, yeah. yeah. Jeff's one of those ones, even if I look at him now and mm-hmm. He's probably not, he's obviously not in his prime anymore, but he's one of yeah. those guys that you could believably for six months kind of have on a big winning kind of streak. And he gets mm-hmm. one more title shot, make it a big deal, make it at SummerSlam or something like that, or the Rumble. One yeah. more chance at the big one. And he maybe doesn't win. Maybe he puts someone over, but you mm-hmm. could have that build because he is so well liked and he's, he's, so, so, good. he's so good. And he's, yeah. yeah, he's so over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh, Josh, definitely the man. But I think another guy that comes to mind is obviously um, Randy Orton. I've always, always liked Randy, like from, you know, his Legend Killer days, like this, this has Legend Killer one. And uh, yeah, like Randy's the man. He's killing it right now. Yeah. One of I my, my friend's first ever WrestleMania, we went to WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. It was his first time. And Randy, wow. Orton, Randy Orton was coming out. It was a Saturday night, actually. So I think they must have been like practicing the entrances or check out the arena or something. But we went up yeah. just to see the arena and see mm-hmm. what it looked like from the outside, get some pictures and all that. And as we're walking back towards our hotel, a limo goes past and Orton's just like hanging out the window, just like looking oh, wow. at all the fans and everyone's like shouting at him and he's giving people the fingers and laughing. And I just <laughs> always remember that being like, he's so cool. Yeah, he's, he's just that guy and like, he gets away with it. Cause just, you know, it's Randy Orton. He does what he yeah. wants, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even but, still yeah. though, even his Twitter stuff, I find very funny. Yeah, very engaging. That's great. Yeah, it's great banter. I actually think that Matt Riddle, you know, now you've said Orton and people, I'm not a huge Riddle fan. I like him. I think his in-ring works good. I like how rough it looks. I, like, I love that. I think he, he, yeah. yeah, I think he would have looked really good in that ruthless mm-hmm. aggression era, just in terms of physicality. Um, For sure, yeah. That would, that would be a big one. Any more legends that you think could would be good if we transported them into the, into the future? Um, I always have the discussion on the front. So I know... Macho Man left. He left in 92, right? 92, 93, something like that. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember it was WrestleMania 19 and I was watching Hogan versus Vince McMahon. And I know Piper comes out during that match. So I was wondering, I was like, what if, you know, we got one last Macho Man run in the WWE, you know, in the beginning of the Ruthless Aggression era? Because he, he could still potentially go, but he was just on bad terms with the company. So, you know, like imagine him versus. I don't know, like upcoming Randy Orton, um, you know, he, like he was in good shape by then too. So, yeah, like even yeah. like a, a loser leaves time match, like Orton and Cactus Jack, sure. to, you know, Backlash 04, I think it was, you know, you could imagine Orton and Macho Man, you know, they done, yeah. was, they done Orton and Dusty Rhodes at one stage and it was really good as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a massive one. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen too much of Dusty bar the odd YouTube thing. I just know what everyone else says about him, but would have, mm-hmm. wouldn't mind seeing Dusty um at some point in the future just more so to see what he was like bar yeah. five five minutes on youtube um mm-hmm. w- one person i have to mention on this and i want your thoughts on this guy because he has actually been part of the mm-hmm. attitude era the ruthless aggression era the pg era and now is in the modern day era but in aew it's 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 gold dust tell me about what your thoughts are on gold dust um He's clearly, you know, he has this great evolution and he's evolved throughout the years and um, he's really good in the ring and people don't, 
people don't see that. And I'm glad when him and Cody had that great match, like people are like, oh, this guy, like he's in his 50s, but this guy can go. Because I remember he wrestled Randy Orton in like 2013. And it was, um, if Goldust wins, Cody gets his job back. They were doing yeah. the entire angle. So he was always really good. But I think the gimmick is what, like, the Goldust gimmick is what kind of drew people away. He's like, oh, like, whatever. But I think Goldust, as a wrestler, like an in-ring wrestler, like, when he was Dustin Rhodes, people took him more seriously. And, like, even his WCW days and stuff. But um, he's really good. Really underappreciated as an in-ring performer. In my yeah. Eyes. I, I totally agree. Even in the sort of mm -hmm. the 90s, the late 90s with the Intercontinental title, I think it was like 95, 96, you know, feuding with, yeah. Lawl, feuding with Lawler and stuff like that. Then right up to like Vader in 98 and then all the way mm -hmm. through to Randy Orton in 2013. The probably, yeah. ma probably the match of the year, I think, um, with Cody a couple of years sure. back, you know, yeah. I, I don't think he really gets the credit he deserves and he, pro and he is a legend. If, if really, great. really, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to ask you about someone that you've had on your podcast because if I had a Mount Rushmore of underrated or underappreciated favorite guys of mine, Ken Shamrock would be on it. I oh, he's he's great. Ken Shamrock, tell me a bit about Ken Shamrock. Um, you know Ken Shamrock, he's you know one tough sob, <laughs> and uh, I know he talked about it like in many interviews, and I, it sucks that we never got you know credit versus Ken Shamrock because. You know, imagine what could have that been. Like he, he always talks about like his ankle lock and stuff. But like, I think Ken Shamrock's like ankle lock is way more like devastating, and it looks it looks painful. But I think Ken Shamrock's up there. Like, I think in '99 he could have had a WWE title run because like um, Sean wasn't there, Brett wasn't there, Austin was just popping off at that time, right? Yeah. So I think like he could have had a small run, even if it was for like a month or so. Yeah, I think even when you look at like The Rock was starting to build, and he got his first title win at the end of '98 and ran with like kind of like the heel champion in '99. Then Austin mm -hmm. had it, and I think Shamrock could have, if he didn't win the bet, win the belt. I felt he could have definitely main evented and um, been a sure. really credible booked ass kicking mm -hmm. threat to Stone Cold. You know that yeah. baby face that fights anybody, and you've got a legitimate badass. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. who Vince McMahon is paying a fortune to take out Austin or something. I think it was very easy writing, and I'm surprised yeah, that they never sure. really kind of ran with that as a as a mm -hmm. main event. But I remember hearing Jr. talk about it and said he always wanted to go back to UFC, so they felt they couldn't invest in him properly. So I, mm -hmm. I guess that was maybe an issue. Um, one you brought up earlier, Sting. What about Sting. Sting? What about Sting? What attracts you to him? Is it the character? Is it longevity? Is it a bit of everything? I think it's just like the character. It's just like he, it, I remember I was just watching Nitros from like 97, 98 or whatever. And like he would just be up in the rafters, creeping up on people. Cause I know the flock was around there too. And I love the flock. I don't know why. I just gravitate towards yeah, Raven yeah, too. He has this mysterious vibe and so does Sting. So I was like, like what if Sting, you know, just never joined the Wolfpack? Cause I know personally, I don't like Wolfpack Sting. It's just never like, it, it, like he looks like a tomato. <laughs> yeah right like i don't know but sting sting's definitely up there it matches he you know his in-ring ability speaks for itself also a character um i i remember in 2011 he um he re-signed with impact but wwe offered him a contract to wrestle the undertaker at wrestlemania 27 and that you know didn't happen but i think in atlanta sting versus the undertaker could have been 
like super super cool to see but you know it just didn't happen i guess yeah absolutely I, I, sting's a big one for me and mm -hmm. it was even whenever they bought out wcw and you were bringing in the invasion all that stuff it just didn't at the time i was a kid and i loved mm -hmm. it but looking yeah. back you're sort of it's very watered down and you're like yeah. just imagine sting on there and i agree with you about the wolfpack stuff i thought sting mm -hmm. was always better and looked better and came across better and was so over as that loner style yeah. man against the world mm -hmm. and taking out the system style stuff i thought that was exactly always yeah. the best thing but mm -hmm. daniel it's it's been really good chatting with you catched up with you we said i wouldn't keep you long smackdown is starting pretty shortly so i know we kind of <laughs> both want to sit and watch that for a little bit but drop dropkick podcast you're on instagram you're on twitter and spotify google apple podcast all the rest of it. you everywhere youtube as well is the yeah. video copies of the of the interviews make sure you check those out daniel thank you so much for coming on the show today really appreciate it thanks so much brother have a good one thank you daniel as always, check out his stuff at Dropkick Pod on all forms of social media, YouTube, Spotify, etc. Up next, we have the man who can. The man who can. Is that, a, is that a good gimmick name? I'll let him decide. He can tweet me, he can shout at me, he can WhatsApp me, whatever. It is the one and only. It's the Niz. Niz? 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 Eh, whatever. It's Neil Campbell. Enjoy, Neilers. Here we go. Hello everybody, Neil Campbell here, once again back on the podcast to talk all things wrestling. Before I start, you can find me on social media at NeilerC on both Twitter and Instagram. So today's topic of conversation, a superstar rewind. Which star from the past that you didn't see would you like to teleport to the era that you watched wrestling? Well, I was out running this morning and I was thinking about this when I was out and about. And it's actually such a difficult question. There's so many stars from a variety of different eras over the years, and to actually pick one is immeasurably difficult. However, that being said, I'm gonna go for the macho man, Randy Savage. Now, as you know, with my other previous choices on different topics of conversation, I like to be entertained more so with charisma, and mic skills and promos and stuff like that over the actual wrestling itself but i have to say savage is one of those wrestlers that is so good that he has all the boxes ticked in all the right departments now even going back to his classic at wrestlemania 3 against ricky the dragon steamboat shows you how good a wrestler that he was now take that and add in his excellent mic skills and his charisma, you know, with his flamboyant dress sense and his, you know, outlandish costumes and sunglasses. You know, he really did stand out. And I know there's obviously other stars from that era that, you know, had matches in the future. You know, they came back and got one more run or whatnot, whether it be Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan or whatnot. Macho Man never got that, and I think that's a tremendous shame. Now, if you take Macho Man and fire him into the era of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, you know, these are dream matches that WWE will advertise all the time on, you know, their PlayStation games. Now, I appreciate that 
there will be people saying, why do you not pick the likes of Bret Hart or whatnot? Now, they, like him, for example, he is an honourable mention for me because he was still around the time, you know, when Austin came through and Shawn Michaels was coming through and The Undertaker. So they had, you know, feuds here and there. And he would be an honourable mention for me. Um, and then years down the line, you know, he came back for that feud with Vince McMahon and he, you know... He was involved in that whole Nexus angle and he was involved in an angle with The Miz. But the macho man Randy Savage never got that opportunity after he left WWE. Because obviously he went to WCW, but then eventually that folded, you know, and and whatnot. And just picture him, you know, against the likes of The Rock, Austin, The Undertaker, even the likes of Chris Jericho. And then like I touched on already, he's a really good wrestler. Imagine him against, say, someone like Kurt Angle. And then even... Looking further down the line, imagine him against somebody like CM Punk, who has openly admitted that the Macho Man is one of his all-time favourite wrestlers. In fact, he did that elbow drop off the top rope, and he took that from the Macho Man. And I just think those are dream feuds, like even on the microphone and stuff. You know, you know, you know, you know yourself cutting the promos. Macho Man was great. He was great. And he was a great face, but he was also a great heel. So there's so many different dynamics there that you can work on. And it, it just, it would, I think it would be surreal because we all saw it ourselves when Hogan came back and he fought The Rock. Macho Man was just as big a star as Hogan. Maybe not, maybe Hogan was obviously a wee bit bigger, but, you know, Macho Man's drawing power, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, the early 90s obviously was phenomenal. And, you know, they had that famous um, main event at WrestleMania. And Macho Man, you know, is, is often touted as being one of the greatest ever intercontinental champions. So, like I said, imagine the Macho Man Randy Savage against Chris Jericho for the intercontinental title. Or the Macho Man Randy Savage against The Rock for the WWE title. Or Austin, you know, one or the other. You know, it, 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 would, it would be amazing to see. And, you know, that classic music being played and, like I said, I've already touched on his, his dress sense and whatnot. And, you know, I think his, his dazzling charisma. I really think it would be a match made in heaven. So that's what I'm going to go for. Match a man, Randy Savage. Am I happy with that choice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Neilers, as always, for showing up to the podcast, the Lowdown, the Wrestling Edition. Up next, Mr. Main Event. It just so happens that when I've been editing this, I always seem to grab his clip last. So, must be the main event himself. It is Johnny Coolhand. Coolhand Look, is that a thing? I'm gonna have to Google that right now. Coolhand Look. I'm gonna hear some clicking in the background. Let's see. Coolhand Look. Coolhand Look was a 1967 film. Let's see, what was it about? A prisoner in a Florida prison camp who refuses to submit to the system. There you go, Johnny. You refuse to submit to the system. You're the CM Punk of the podcast. Right there. Cool hand, Johnny Luke. Main event time. Here we go. Hi, Potsy. Hope you're well. Um, great to be back on the podcast. Um, back again. Going for the streak. Going for Spud's uh, streak, he's let it slip, and uh, he's not on his tails. He's calling people out on Twitter. He must be feeling the heat. Um, Juki's gone coming for him. So uh, yeah, but it's good to be back um, again. And uh, as usual, you can catch me on Twitter or Instagram at I am Juki. Um, 
you've asked me this episode to talk about a star from the past that I didn't ever really get to watch or see. And if I could teleport them or wish they were around during the time when I watched wrestling, who would that be? And I guess when I watched wrestling, it was during the Attitude Era, definitely the really when I started first watching wrestling around 98, 97, 98, um, right through Loved Attitude Era as a kid. And I've watched it on and off since then and and different time periods. A couple of honorable mentions. I would have loved to see Randy Savage, Macho Man. I think he's a really interesting character. I never got to see him uh, way before my time. Um, I think he's a really interesting character. I think that he brought a lot of, from the clips that I've seen, he's brought a lot of intensity um, to his matches. He had, certainly had the look, um, he certainly had the charisma, and I would have just liked to see what he could have brought into the Attitude Era. I think he would have been great in that in that point. And I think a couple of matches, I would have, I would have liked to see him against Triple H. I would have liked to see him um, come up um, against even the likes of The Rock and things like that. They're just, you know, people who are on star power um, at that time. Um, another notable mention that I would like to see, and this might come as a wee bit of a surprise, um, would have been Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan again was before my time of wrestle. Um, I know he came back in and done different stints with Mania. There was a Rock versus Hogan, but I never got to see Hogan really in his prime. Um, I would have loved to feel the, you know, the crowd, the charisma he had. Um, I love to see big matches. He obviously could have went toe to toe and with the Rock in, in his prime, you know, better prime matches. You know, I would have liked to see him against Stone Cold. I would have liked to see him against. Um, even Brock Lesnar, I think, would be an interesting one. Um, although, probably from wrestling ability, Brock might kill him. But <laughs> I would still like to see Hogan, because um, he was able to do the heel turn as well, which was great. And so I would have liked to see him. Um, and but I, yeah, just just a great great character, obviously. And people say that Hogan, um, without Hogan, wrestling wouldn't be the global franchise that it is today. So I would have. Love the witness that. But the person that um, who's on top of my list, who I would always love to see, I, I think he's a really intriguing character, and I've watched some of his matches um, back, and um, was Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, Brett the Hitman Hart left kind of WWF kind of just before I started watching it. I knew of him, um, but I didn't really know who he was. Um, I obviously thought he was. Uh, some of the games, some of the PlayStation games and stuff you used to have, you used to have this character. I'm like, I don't really know who this character is, but he had a great look. He had a great look about him. And his ability in the ring is, you know, 10 out of 10, if you're going to give him that. You would have loved him, a great technical, technical, technical wrestler. Sorry, I couldn't get my words out there. Um, I would have loved to see him go up against some people like Randy Orton. If I could bring him into the time period now, I would love to see him against Randy. You know, the baby face against the, the heel sort of thing. Um, I would have loved to see him against CM Punk. I think there should be good matches there. Um, I would have loved to see him even against the likes of Nebby Lesnar or Cena and seeing the crowd turn um, on, on Lesnar and probably Cena because Bret Hart definitely had that charisma and that likability and he had that look as well. Obviously he fought Stone Cold and stuff you know, way in the early days and Stone Cold is obviously my favorite favorite wrestler of all time so I would love 
breadth of stuff around actually and seeing more of him and seeing more of him and Stone Cold as well. But yeah, Brett would be my number one person I would have loved to have seen. I think he's a he's a great technical wrestler. I think that he you could put him into any era era um, of wrestling, even in the days category. I think he'd have amazing matches with even Seth Rollins and people like that. Um, just think that he's just one of those great wrestlers who you could just stick in to any era and he would be good. I know he wasn't too good in the mic, but hey, there's plenty of good wrestlers out there who weren't great in the mic and who have done really well for themselves. But yeah, so there we go. Um, Macho Man, uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, but my top one list I would love to have seen was Bret Hart. Um, so there we go. Uh, catch you next time. Thank you, Johnny. I totally agree. Macho Man was is was is high on my list, as is Bret the Hitman Hart. Hogan wasn't too much on my list, as I, I was a big follower of wrestling in, in sort of 2002, 2003, when he was in the WWE Wrestling Taker and Triple H and Rock, but I, I do get, if you had have had 1992, I suppose, 1990, Hulk Hogan running about in his heyday and his prime, perhaps something a little bit different but my honorable mentions you know i talked a bit about daniel with this i had sting in there i didn't see much of his wcw run if any until i watched it back he only wrestled twice as far as i know in the wwe with triple h and seth rollins he's been in aew i haven't really watched his stuff in aew to be honest tna i watched it very loosely seen the odd thing but a prime sting from the 90s like 90 even 89 i think his match with rick flair was absolutely legendary i've watched it and i've watched it back phenomenal worker his stuff in wcw was outstanding except the wolfpack stuff i would skip that bit but sting would be very very high on my on my list if we could have dropped him in either into the attitude era or if he had a came over with the invasion in 2001 as an actual leader for WCW. I think that would have been amazing. Sting would be very high on my list. Bret Hart would be extremely high. Um, I, I've said I think the Macho Man would be my number one. I'm changing it. Macho Man's in there. He'd probably be my number three um, behind Sting. I've convinced myself about Sting. And my number one actually would be Bret Hart as well. He had an amazing match with Austin in 97. His mic skills, everyone says, aren't great. They weren't compared to some of the other guys, but they're getting better and better. And in 97, he was excellent, to be totally honest. He had a great character, that anti-American gimmick. The fact he was Canadian, he was cheered across the border and then booed on the other side. It actually worked. It was great. I think he would have had some outstanding matches with Austin, as Brett would have been the heel, Austin the face. Considering the first two times they fought, it was the other way around. Brett was the face, Austin the heel, and then obviously the great double turn at Mania 13 and whatnot. But it would have been really cool with like a prime face Austin against a Bret Hart who I've beat you twice, you've never beat me, that sort of storyline. And Austin finally getting the big rub over him. Bret in his book talked about putting the Rock over and he said he felt he could have done a lot of work with Rock and helped him get over quicker and all that sort of thing. I'd have liked to see that. He certainly writes in his book. Remains to be seen if this happens. You know, we've seen it with Hogan who refuses to put people over and Triple H in his prime, but Brett really does talk about in his book and putting people over. And he talked about staying at WWE or WWF at the time longer to help the newer generation get over, such as The Rock and Austin. And of course, the match that we all dream of. And I think 
it quite possibly could have and may have been one of the best wrestling matches of all time and that's a massive statement would have been Kurt Angle Bret Hart at a Wrestlemania I think that would have been an absolute glorious wrestling match and it would have been a great great promo great build and all that sort of stuff so I think Bret takes it in number one for me so guys thank you so much for listening we had Neil on the show we had Juke on the show we were missing deeds you know, we had Neil on the show, Gimmick Infringement. We had Johnny Luke on the show, Mr. Main Event, and we're missing Deeds. The final member of 3MB is nowhere to be seen. Johnny being the Drew and propelling himself in the main event after years of obscurity. Here we are, guys. Where is Deeds? Where's he at? We're a three-man band! But, guys, we had Spud, we had Peter, we had Daniel. As always, the Phenom, the Big Red. What did you refer to yourself, Pete? The Big Red Machine? Or the Big Pete Machine, was it? The Big Pete Machine. We had the Phenom and, of course, Daniel from the Dropkick Podcast. Check out his stuff, Dropkick Pod, all forms of social media. This has been the podcast. We're on Twitter at PodcastWC. Check us out, give us some feedback. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. All the best. <laughs>